finally back in the office and this week we go behind the scenes once again with Bassmaster videographer Jake Latondres and guess who else we got John Cur John Cox John Cox the one and only John Cox is on this week's show Bob Cobb from the Bassmaster. Welcome to Mercer. Friends, family, freeloaders, fishing freaks, welcome back to Mercer, the podcast. The podcast goes by my last name and uh, happy to be back here. Been in Florida for the last few weeks, back to the ice and snow with my family. Had an incredible trip in Florida. We're going to talk about that a lot on this show. This is probably the longest podcast that we have ever shot but I hope it's all goodness, um, just like Florida was. It was all goodness, well, except for the one moment when I Steve Harveyed John Cox's name. That's right, I called him John Cruz. Um, I have no excuse um, other than uh, I was really excited because he weighed in 31 pounds, 15 ounces. But what happens when you um, screw up somebody's name? Well, then you apologize to them profusely and then then once they you feel like you've apologized enough you say hey can you will you come on the podcast so I can apologize to you in person and that's exactly what he's done here today but before we go over to Cox and I should stop messing with pens and things like oh, look at that skills skills to pay the bills if you're not watching this you don't know what I did but I did incredible acrobatics with my fingers and a Minn Kota pen. This pen is sponsored by Minn Kota, as I am, but I digress. Before we get to John Cox, we got Jake Latondres coming back. You guys met him a few weeks ago, a month, month and a half ago or so. We did a behind-the-scenes with Bassmaster Camera Guy and uh, had a great response. Jake is really an incredible... The whole team is an incredible group of camera folk, and um, Jake's great on camera and willing to give the scoop. And I thought, you know, why not have Jake on with Jake's take? That's right. And we're going to try to do this after most Elite Series events, the classic, all sorts of things. Because uh, Jake's right in the boat with different anglers. And uh, we see lots of things happen at the events. And we, we're going to do a thing called Jake's take. So rather than me talking about what we're going to do, Let's jump into it right now with Jake's take with Jake Latondres. All right, he's back on the show. Jake Latondres with a brand new feature called Jake's Take. We're going to do after every single Bassmaster Elite Series event if we have time, right, Jake? That's right. We'll have time. <laughs> we'll find time, right? How was Florida for you? Oh, man. The better question is how is it getting back to Colorado? Because <laughs> it was cold, man. You know, we were down there for 11 days. And while it wasn't exactly your typical uh, Florida weather all the time, it did get warm for a few days. And, and it felt good being in shorts and a T-shirt. Now it's it's like three degrees Celsius or Fahrenheit here now. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. The whole time I'm down there, I'm like, well, what is wrong with me? What, like, my, what, why do I need – like? People are living life and they're in, like, there's Jeeps without tops on them and it's shorts. Just, 
flip what's wrong with us jay yeah i don't know i don't know i think it was a big week for the events i mean i think we had huge crowds on the weekends especially um which isn't shocking in palatka but um it is a little shocking in leesburg because you know that was where i did my first ever elite series weigh-in and i remember thinking like when we were flying home from that i remember thinking Man, this is this is the greatest job. I love working for Bass, but I remember at that time thinking, I just thought there'd be more people at the event, though. You know what I mean? So I know that like it wasn't anything like it was when we were there this past week because I never would have thought that. But we had huge crowds, so I think from the event side, it was a big week. What about uh, what about from the production side, camera guys? I mean, you know, it was it was back to back events like that or 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 kind of rare we always do that at st lawrence and champlain so that's that's one but like you you, um, talked to several anglers uh you know during on stage how big crowd was and how impressive that was yeah so i mean the crowds were were impressive and you can always tell you know when you're coming in from the lake at check-in with your angler as a camera guy you can always tell how big the crowd is because of all the people waiting at the docks to see the anglers come in and i just i don't know what it is but my theory is that it's because we're we're year four into the new the new uh uh, lineup of anglers and and it's bit Bassmaster is just bigger and better than ever now. And it's getting, it's going to get bigger and better from now on. I think it's crazy. I mean, everything that's happened with Bass in the last four years in many ways shouldn't be happening, but I also don't think that it, that's what life is. People love watching these young new and not just, I mean, Rick Klon is happier now, like just watching him walk down the dock in the weekend. I'm like, that dude is, in a better place than he may have been the entire time I've been on the elite series. You know what I mean? So I just feel like everybody's working together and it's, it's just getting stronger and stronger every year and, and thankful for that. And I think like we talked about in the last, the last time we got together, the, all the, all the, the firsts that come with having a younger crowd, you know, I don't know. Did we talk about this last time? There's so many, uh, anglers now that are getting married or having babies having now it's like wow this is a this is a it's 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 so great and even going back to uh, you bringing up rick clun dude how hard were you rooting for him when he hit that top oh. he was in and out of the top 10 during the day on bass track and i was watching him specifically going man i really hope he makes the top 10 he's one angler that i think everybody looks at like that way whenever he's in the and Whenever he's in contention, everybody's like, I hope he makes it. Um, finished a little outside of the cut. But, I mean, I, I feel like, um, I mean, I just think he's Rick, right? Like, I just think we, we quite often in life, cool things happen, and we don't realize it till afterwards. Rick Klon is one of those things that I think most sane people are realizing. What we're seeing is special. I mean, to see a 75-year-old compete the way he does is it's wild. It, to, to me, it's amazing. It's not happening in any other sport. 48 years. We were talking about that at the dock. He's been professional bass fishing at this level for 48 years. Two more years, and he'll be at 50 years. I mean, 
the, all the change. He's like, you know, when you're in the boat with him, and I'm sure it's the same way when you're on stage and you ask him a question, you know, the, a question, and then you give him the mic. It's like everybody gets quiet, and it's like listening to Yoda. You know, he's got always something, something, you know, why there's wisdom and, and there's something cosmic about everything that he says and everybody's listening because it matters because he's trying to teach us all. Even if it's something small about life, he's constantly trying to teach us all something, you know? Yeah, no, he really is. And um, he's, he's a special dude. He's a special no dude. So who'd you, who are you with? I mean, I know who you're with, but I mean, it's as for the viewers, I have to ask you that. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so at St. John's, I was with uh, John Cruz, John Cruz Jr. Missile For the entire event. The entire event, wire to wire, Mr. Missile Bates. It was, it was, uh, it was quite the experience. I had never been with John Cruz before. Um, of course, I've, you know, seen him around for as long as I've been around. He's always been there. And I yeah. just never had the opportunity to jump in his boat. And I will say to everyone watching that it was a pleasure to be in the boat with John Cruz. He is a consummate gentleman and a professional. And he's always like when he passes other anglers, he, there's no one he doesn't wave at. And, you know, he's, if he gets close enough to talk to someone else while they're fishing, he's always asking them how they're doing, or he shares information open freely with those guys. He's a, he is a really, really, really good dude. Yeah, very good dude. A very good dude. He seemed calmer to me. Like I said, we talked about that a lot in live, but I felt like that entire tournament, even as, you know, the pressure ratcheted up as it moved on, mm -hmm. he just seemed very calm and, and very at peace. I think it was a purposeful uh, calmness and peace because I think, you know, after, I mean, let's face it, you don't really, you don't really, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters that you're leading because you start out on day one with a great day and you're in first place, but it doesn't really matter until day three. Once you make the cut and if you're still leading or you're in the top one or two or three, you're like, okay, if you have fish, if you still have fish to catch, then there's a, you know, you have a shot at this. And that's when I think there's Zen, all of them almost get into this zone where half the time they're just focused on fishing. The other half the time they're, 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 they're controlling themselves to stay calm. So they don't panic if they do get into a lull, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, he, but he fished like a perfect tournament. It felt like, like every move, every adjustment he made from watching alive, it looked like it was an almost perfect tournament. Was it really? I think, I think it was, I think there, he, he faced lots of challenges. I mean, his, you know, his fish at, at Rodman went away, his deep, the deep fish in those, in the trees went away and so he's constantly listening to what other people are saying, where boats are in position relative to him, shallow water up in the, in the pads or, you know, in the mats or whatever. And, and he made these adjustments, even, even with his baits. And, you know, he started out with a drop shot out there in those deep trees yeah. and he was catching fish in Florida, you know, in, in 25 and 26 feet of water, the big ones. And then when he finally adjusted on day three, he had, I think, I think he had eight or nine pounds 
right? And it was yeah. like one o'clock in the afternoon. And you could kind of tell like, man, this is not going the way he wants to. But he made an adjustment. He, th- he, and he said this in the boat. He said, we're going to move down here closer to the lock, but not in the channel. And we're going to go find some isolated pads, really small. I'm just going to be looking for little twigs or little stems sticking up out of the water, thinking these big females may be staged in those little pat pockets of pads before they move up into their spawning areas. And dude, he pulled up to the first one. Like he went straight to one that he he, he had yeah. in his, in his memory pulled up. He, fl- I didn't even have my camera up yet. <laughs> he flipped a jig in there and freaking caught a six and a half pounder. That fish was the pivotal fish outside of his first big one that he caught on day one. That six and a half pounder was so pivotal in taking him into day four because it, it took him from nine pounds to 15 pounds just like that. And I was don't think he, he caught another upgrade. Was he any different on Sunday? Like I would imagine after Coxway's 3115, you know, the entire bass fishing world basically said, John Cox is going to win this tournament, even if I did call him John Cruz. <laughs> I think I don't think it, he panicked. I think he thought just like a you know it's Florida. You go catch. You could catch nine pounds one day and thirty one pounds the next day, or you could catch thirty one pounds one day and catch nine the next. Right? It can go either way. And I think once you have one big day like that in in Florida, then you know it's kind of almost like that was your day you had had that big day but then there was a lot of whispering going around the tanks that you know he left a 10 and a 7 and an 8 on beds back there so it was kind of like uh oh you know this might 30 pounds he said he said he told me after the tournament he said i had he was shell shocked almost like that he didn't catch him and he said i had 30 pounds of bass left on beds and did did not bring any of those fish in Well, when he was on stage with you on day three, the last thing he said before you said goodbye to him was, I cannot wait to get out there and go fishing again tomorrow. And that's when, when you hear that, when you hear that kind of confidence, you're like, "Uh Oh, this dude's getting ready to go out and smash him again. Cause he knows where they are. Yeah. It just, it was John Cruz's day, man. You know, when did he know he won it? Do you think that was the situation? Like did at any point did, did he feel like he had done enough? No, I think he felt like he felt like on day four, when we rolled in to check in, he thought he dropped to like fourth or fifth. He was, and I, I told him we were sitting in the boat. We've, we talked about this before and, and you really didn't know because it wasn't like a marginal lead or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, I said, I said, man, you just never know, John, you know, you know that. And so he went up to the stage, not really, or he went to the tanks, not really knowing, but I think because he was the last one out to weigh in, I think he felt pretty comfortable that he was going to win before he walked up on stage. Yeah. I mean, cause he's seen everybody else's weights by that point. Exactly. Right. So, so exactly. I'm sure he, he's probably pretty good. At he was math. looking in his bag, looking at, you know, they know. <laughs> I, I thought one of the coolest moments of the whole event was, was him and his dad on stage. And, oh. and I'm so lucky to get to see and hear what happens up there. You know what I mean? There's a lot that doesn't happen on the mic and it was the most simple thing. 
But like I had a hard time not fighting back tears when that all went down because his dad walked on stage and like they stopped and looked at each other. And his dad straight up just said, I love you, son. And he said right back to him, I love you, too, dad. Just it was so simple. But like, man, it was just it it meant it was strong. You know, it just meant a lot. Um, And just watching it go down. I mean, that to me, I said that on stage at the last event. I'm like, there's. At the end of the year, we all see flashes. You know what I mean? Flashes of the season when you look back at events. And that is one that I'll always remember. And, uh, and Overstreet nailed it on still pictures. You know, he just had, oh, he, dude. Was, he always is there at the right moment and uh, had the right angle, everything, man. And, yeah. he, you know, it, I, I don't know how you felt, but when something like that happens, it always makes me think about my dad. Yeah. Totally. Like, like, God, I wish my dad were here. You know, my dad, uh, he passed away, but that it made it that much more yeah. vivid and, and, and that much more memorable and, and no, and watching John go through that and, and his dad coming up from the back, you know, backstage onto yeah. the stage, like you said, when they looked at each other, that was like a tearjerker moment, man. I mean, it was, it was, everybody was kind of melting at that point. Yeah. It became a real tear, 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 tear jerker moment for me and Overstreet, believe it or not, uh, hardly anybody saw this. But uh, so after the event, me and Overstreet are in the media trailer and it's just me and Overstreet and he's going through his pictures. And as quite often, I'll be looking at them and be like, oh, that's a great shot or whatever. And, and he showed me those pictures and I'm like, well, you know what his dad said? So I start telling the story and for whatever reason, I mean, I have a son, you know, I had a dad and, you know, vice versa. He has a son. We both start crying when we tell the story. So me and Overstreet are all by ourselves in the media trailer crying for no apparent reason. And people started to come in. It was just like, well, I had nothing okay. to see here. It was just an <laughs> embarrassing, stupid moment. But uh Hey, man, that's what makes it great, though, right? I mean, those are, you know, of all the moments out there, those personal moments that make you cry because someone else is having an emotional, pivotal moment in their careers or their lives. That's what it's all about, man. I mean, what about, I don't want to jump ahead here, but speaking of tearjerker moments, what about David Mullins wearing, you know, Aaron Aaron Martin's jersey, man? Yeah, that was... um, when I saw it in the morning, I, I thought it was really cool. And it was, you know, I mean, it, it's just awesome. And if it was anyone other than Mullins, like, you know, there's a lot of different tributes for anybody when they pass. I mean, but Mullins and Aaron were so close. And um, it just, to me, was the coolest thing ever to see that. And I actually, not he told me at takeoff when I introduced him at takeoff that day, because I said he was flying Amart's colors or something. And he said, well, he idled out. He said, like, tears were running down my face while I was going out. Again, another one of those moments where somebody's trying to act macho because they don't want everyone to see them crying. Um, but when I introduced him during the top 10, like, you know, after day three weigh-in, I always get right in their face backstage. And it's just kind of a moment between me and those guys. You know what I mean? And right. when I said it, you know what? And I'm looking at the Jersey and everything. And when I, I mean, I got a little emotional saying it because I, I, I don't think he can do that enough. Like I really, I told him, I'm like, every you time you're that. on camera or every weekend, you should do that all season long. I mean, just because it's, it's 
one of the coolest things out there. What he did was um, was very, very cool. And for those that don't know, he wore his jersey, but it had Aaron's color patterns and uh, and the look. And uh, you should check out some pictures because from was a scary. distance, you know, when he's on the front of the boat fishing from a distance, you had this flashback of Aaron Martin's because of the purple in the jersey, yeah. and the way it's designed, and and you know, David's. I guess he's not super tall, but he's tall enough to where there's a profile that just, I don't know, it just kind of made him look like that. And I remember him saying that at the docks too, that he was in full blown meltdown mode as he was, as he was taking off to the, to the, yeah. uh, you know, to the end of the idle zone. Yeah. Yeah. And he and had, what good. a great tournament. What a great series of tournaments Mullins had. <laughs> yeah. He's leading angler of the year. And, uh, and he, you know, like he said it on stage, and, and it's true because me and him talked about it afterwards. And he's like, man, that's exactly. He said, like, he would think throughout the day, you know, what would Aaron say? And the first thing Aaron would say is, dude, bro, you need to wear sunblock, <laughs> which, <laughs> I mean, you could so, so oh. hear him saying that. And then, um, then he said, like, I hadn't caught fish for a while. And this voice, I'm like, what would Aaron do? And he's like, bro, throw a worm. And he picked up a worm and caught a giant fish with it. So first cast. Yeah. First yeah. cast. You remember he said that? Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah. Um, so, okay. We've jumped out over to the Harris chain and let's talk about that. So there day one, you were with Cruz again, because generally who, if, whoever's leading the angle of the year gets a camera and do they try to do that? Do they try to keep you guys paired together? If, if you've, Got us. I mean, you were with them for all four days, which is super rare. Yeah, it is. It, it's very rare. I've only done that, I think, one other time with uh, Caleb Kufal at Gunnersville last year. But, you know, these two events being so close together back to back, it was almost like one big long tournament in Florida. Yeah. And I think they did. Uh, Tim Schick uh, matched us up, um, angler to cameraman assignment, because we were with each other for three days and why, why disturb that, that juju. Yeah. Right. What and, was it? What was he like that morning? Cause I always wonder like how weird it must be to win a back to back because you literally leave. And this one was close. It was only an hour and a half to two hours away. So it wasn't a big deal, but you walk off the stage, you do media all Sunday night and Monday morning, you start pre-fishing and all of a sudden, a few days later, you're in his boat to start day number one. Did it feel any different or, 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 you know, what was that like? I think, you know, we, we actually talked about that. It was, it's difficult because they have to shake it off. It's almost yeah. like day one of Harris chain erased the win at St. John's because he didn't have time to really truly soak it in. And, you know, I, I'd like to go back and talk about how he was so great about his win was that there was 10 years, 10 years between wins. So he's a two-time Blue Trophy winner, but there was 10 years between wins. And that's that that puts things into perspective. How hard it is. Exactly. How difficult it is and how, you know, uh, someone like KVD's got, what, 25 Blue Trophies? Yeah. And then, you know. 25 uh, Bass wins, but not. Okay. I mean, they, but they're all right. from the top level of, but we didn't always have blue trophies. Right, right. Before, and I only say that because people like to yell at us when we're wrong. Right, right. Online. Correct. <laughs> and Polonix got five. And, you know, there's a 
couple guys that have three or four. What Aaron Martin's had, what, seven or eight? Something like no, that. No, nine. Was it Aaron nine? won nine times, I believe, and uh, and three angler of the years. Like and that's that's unbelievable. Polinick said it one time. He said we were talking about how often you have to win a trophy at that level to to you know. I guess to keep your confidence going and also to become like a hall of fame level angler. And he said once every three years, if you win a blue trophy at the, at this level now, once every three years. So again, you go, you take a look at how well John, how, you know, his whole career, how well he's done over the years. And to imagine those wins come in once every 10 years uh, exa- exactly what you said. It's just it puts it in perspective how difficult of a challenge that actually is. So, so yeah, day one at Harris Chain, I think it was different because he was he had to refocus and completely shut that out to move on to the next event. Yeah, I, I don't know how they do it. I mean, it, it, it amazes me. I mean, I I, I am see the event, and I, I you know Monday morning, I'm like, could you imagine being on the water and <laughs> I mean, and I love fishing, but it's just the the mental grind, the you know re right. resetting, and we're on. And and you look at now. I mean, Friday prefish starts for the classic, so it's not exactly. It's not they don't have the time like you would expect them to have. Day two and three, you were with Jamie Hartman, correct? Jamie Hartman, yep. And that was different. You know, he's a Carolina rigger. I mean. You know, that's, that's what he does. That's his, that's his favorite thing to do. And he was fishing over these shell beds with these really long, you know, Carolina rigs. So it was much slower, Yeah. Um, but it was very effective and he did well day two and didn't do as well as he wanted to on day three. But, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a stiff competitor himself and, and he's always thinking and making making good adjustments as well. He's a he's a really good angler. And watch out for him because, like, I mean, if he's proved one thing, he's streaky, man. When he no doubt gets going, I mean, when he won his elite, he won two in that season. Um, I look at his rookie season when he won rookie of the year. He had, I think two or three seconds in that year, exactly. But it's like when he starts catching him, he doesn't stop, you know. But when he goes cold like he did last year. And, and the only reason I bring it up is because he brings it up quite a bit. It gets real cold, but it, it doesn't seem like it's very cold for him anymore. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny you talk about that because we talked about this. I don't know if it's between events or at the dock or something, but you know, when people, when people have their streaks and they let's say they fall into a little, uh, into a valley or a dip in their yeah. roller coaster ride through their career, there's always something personal behind the scenes going on that distracts them from being totally focused. And you can always tell because these guys are solid. And then all of a sudden, you know, things aren't going well. And then, you know, you might hear or see something happen and go, Oh, that, that was a a life distraction. And it's, it's really interesting because they, they do have to be super ultra focused to, to, to stay at the top of what they're doing, man. People don't realize that you uh, you were with Kenta on Championship Sunday, and we never got into this last time we did it. But I do know, like, if there is a Japanese person in the lineup, they that you're their camera person. It, confirm or deny? A hundred percent confirmation. My, so my mom is Japanese, so I can speak 
uh, some Japanese. And it, this all started at Wheeler with Takahiro Amori on yeah. day three there when he won that event. They put me in his boat because I could speak Japanese and he wasn't all that comfortable around camera camera guys because I think there's some, you know, some insecurities or yeah. or, or, or whatever about having a broken broken English and and having to having to talk on camera. So it went really well with talk that year. He won that event and ever since then um, if there's a Japanese angler that's going to get a camera in the boat, then I'm their guy. And it there worked out great at St. Lawrence last year because of the whole talk, you know, Takumito. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's very cool. Can we talk about the takeoff morning? Should we talk about the takeoff? Me and you looking at each other at takeoff that morning? At, at. Uh, on day, day four when Kenta was leaving? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it. One thing that you, I mean, you're allowed to, well, I tell everybody be themselves on camera, on stage and everything, but one area you can't be yourself <laughs> in professional bass fishing is if you're a smoker. Uh, so it's, there's smokers. I mean, there's some folks are very proud to be smokers, but I, I mean, I get that. I get that end of things. They don't like to put on camera, but I take off. I look over and Kenta is Peggy Bundy in a smoke. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm like 45 seconds till takeoff. And I look and it's just funny. Like, you know, cheesy. You're talking to Lisa like, Talmadge and you're pointing, you're point, like, look at, look at Kenta. And I'm looking at you and I'm going, look at him. <laughs> and then I saw you say something to him. And then I saw him go, I just keep smoking. Did he, did he smoke a lot that day? A lot. So he keeps a can. He keeps an empty Red Bull can at, at his steering wheel and he keeps an empty red bull can at uh, under his electronics at the front of his boat so that when he puts his cigarette out he can just drop it in the can because he's very cognizant about not littering throwing cool. cigarette butts in the water and all that stuff and he's very cognizant about which way the smoke is going depending on the wind because he and he apologized like three times for for <laughs> exhaling and that smoke coming straight downwind on me which didn't bother me but he, he he's he's a very as you know japanese people are as a culture and he fits the mold he's a very very polite uh individual i had a good time with him yeah no i just thought that moment was hilarious because i'm like <laughs> you just don't see it that often but uh smoke him if you got him i guess i guess <laughs> um, a big week for the entire crew, I'd say, you know, like, I, I mean, I, I'm not privy to ratings, but I do know that, uh, I mean, some record numbers, these past two events, 5 um, million viewer minutes on oh, day three. Evidently you are privy to some, Hey, stuff. it was the third largest viewership since we've done live in Bassmaster history. Day three at Harris chain was the third largest viewed event day that we've ever had. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that coincides with the crowd that we had at Harris chain and Palat. I mean, at, at Leesburg and Palatka. I mean, like we talked about at the beginning of this, it was insane. I mean, it was, it was like, dude, this is like, this is really, it makes it better. It ju it's just cool. And as you were alluding to a minute ago, I had gotten uh, text messages from people in the outdoor camera world that know what they're, they know what they're looking at. They know what they're talking about. And they made comments to me through text messages on the boat that how good 
uh, the image quality and how good the coverage was on Fox Sports One. And I, I feel like that's a that's a that's a something that you know the whole camera crew team doesn't get enough credit for. Everybody's raised their level of of uh, a workmanship and professionalism, and it's starting to really really show now. Yeah, no, it's a it's an incredible crew, an incredible group of of uh, shooters that put that. And I, like I say all the time, you guys have the hardest shooting job there is out there. I mean, if you're shooting to make a fishing show, it's not under the constraints and the weather issues and everything that you guys have to deal with when you're shooting. Do you have any little nuggets you're going to leave us with that nobody saw? That nobody saw. Or just make them up. Saw. I mean, if nobody saw them, you could just make nobody. something good. Up. Well, I was going to say something about the, <laughs> about the, you know, the camera crew. People don't realize. I mean, there's one guy in our camera crew, Ben Smith. He works for ESPN. He shoots foot, college football, college yeah. basketball, all those things. Um, Trey Bruce and um, one other guy. They they shoot motocross for for you know they shot FLW for years. Dan Branham from Miami has shot saltwater TV shows and and he's been around the bass world for seventeen Miami years. Miami Dan, Miami Dan. I don't even know his last name. Brian <laughs> Evie. Miami Dan. Yeah, Brian. Brian Evie shoots for uh, Zona. He shoots all of Zona's shows and does some work for KVD. And Brandon Fien, the youngest, our, our rookie camera guy, you know, he's a phenom himself, and he's done a lot of stuff at age 19 that a lot most people, adults, have never done. So we have some, we have a really, really good crew of of camera guys, and it's really, it's really fun to be around all them. What's the connection between you and Brandon? Isn't uh, I people have told me he's your protege? Yeah, well, he he, I met him when he was 13 or 14. Um, and his photos on Instagram just stopped me in my tracks. Didn't know he was a kid, nothing. I just saw his photos and I stopped and started checking his, his profile out. And I was like, Oh my God, this kid is 13 or 14 years old. So I contacted him, uh, and, and talked to his family and then found a, 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 a brand, a waterfowl brand to sponsor a project for me to go out and shoot a documentary about his, his back, his, his back history, because, you know, like his story was he, he mowed yards and saved money and bought a $500 camera kit at Costco and then started going to the Sacramento Valley wildlife refuges to shoot, uh, to learn how to shoot photos of birds. And they're unbelievable. He's already had, you know, covers on Mac on major print publications. And so, uh, you know, after that, when he graduated from high school, he moved out to Colorado and we've just been working together. So yeah, I'm really proud of him. I'm glad he's on our team too. He's the dude that was with Swindle, right? Yeah. I was, was, (laughs) you've heard the story, but I was sitting with Swindle at takeoff and we're just talking and he's like, I'm waiting for my camera person. And I just said, Oh yeah, yeah. You're with tiny. And uh, I wasn't any, I didn't even know who his camera person was at the time. And Swindle's like tiny. I'm like, yeah, he's a new guy. I call him tiny because he makes me look tiny and Swindle. And then, and then Brandon came down the dock and he weighs like 90 pounds. So uh, oh, that's hilarious. It was all good. It was all good. Bassmaster classic next. Uh, we get a few days of rest um, and we waste them talking to each other on a, on a zoom call. But uh, who are you picking for the Bassmaster classic? Dude, I got, I got, I've got my favorites. I mean, I'm rooting for everyone. 
particularly my really good friends that are fishing in it. But man, I got my money on Jason Christie. And and we talked about this last time. And funny that we brought that up because in your interview with Christie yeah. later, he brought the same story up without being provoked uh, about it. And so now we all know that that was, that is, you know, etched in his memory and it hurt that hurt. And it was at the same lake at Hartwell. And I just feel like, you know, I don't want to jinx him or, or, or curse him, but man, I got, I know, you know, he's going to be thinking hard and working hard at this classic. Yeah, no, I, I'd love to see him win. I really would. But you know what? It, uh, I'd also love to see Hank Cherry win three in a row. I mean, it, that would be, how cool would that be? Oh, I mean, it's, it would be insane. And when you look at it, I mean, if you had to put all the three lakes names on a piece of paper, Hartwell is the one that people would have picked for him. So of the two that he's already won, this is the easiest. If there is such it's a thing, lined as up. Classic. <laughs> it. Uh, are you worried about weather? I mean, wasn't Dude, that one where it was like eight degrees? <laughs> What's well, three? It was three here. I'm. 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 I mean, is a camera guy? Like, I just show up with rain gear, shorts, hoodies, Everything. gloves. I had everything and whatever it is, like I don't even check the weather really until the morning of the event at five o'clock when I wake up and that's how I get prepared for the day. So whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, let's we see go. it all. We saw it all in Florida, right? The only thing we didn't see down there was snow. Yeah. No. First day of the t- season, we had ice on the dock. Like people were sliding all over the dock. Exactly. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, Oh, I know what I got to get from you. I need you to, I know we've gone over time. We said we were going to be like 20 minutes. We're not. We're never 20 minutes. It takes <laughs> we, us 20 minutes to say hello to each happen. other. And the sad part <laughs> is we talked for 30 minutes before we even started <laughs> recording this thing. Finish the story that you teased when you were first on about your experience. I think it was with Bobby Lane. No, no, that, no, no. This was with Edwin Evers. That's right. This was okay. the story, okay? Where it all so, comes full circle, right? It all comes full circle. And this, this like full circles with a lot that we've talked about in the last two times we've gotten together. So we were at Kentucky Lake. I think, I think KVD won that event. It was like, I forget what year it was, 2014 or 15, something mm-hmm. like that. And I grew up on Kentucky Lake, literally was born and raised in Camden, Tennessee. Kentucky Lake is my home lake. I, I know it like the back of my hand still, you know, however many years later. And I'm with Edwin Evers, and I can't remember. I think I had him two days in a row, day one and day two maybe. And we roll up into this uh, area called Harmon's Creek, which is part of where I grew up, duck and goose hunting. And he pulls up to this floating duck blind that I literally grew up in. Okay. I hunted there when I was a little kid. I mean, like it was, it was surreal just pulling up to this duck blind and he picks up a spinner bait and pitches it right up on one of the corners and catches a three and a half pounder and puts it in the live well. And I'm in tears. And he's like, are you okay, man? And I said, yeah, I told him the story about how I grew up in this duck blind. And here I am covering, you know, the Bassmaster elites at this level. I'm in Edwin Evers boat and he catches a three and a half pounder under this duck blind that I grew up in. So even for a camera guy, things can come full circle. Um, and, and it did, and it was a really emotional moment for me, but I also feel like that was a, it was a pivotal point with me, 
um, as a camera guy for the elites where it just made me, I don't know, man, it made me feel real and it made me feel cognizant of what's going on and what can happen to these anglers when they're on stage. Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's a cool story and it's a, it's a great gig. And I think that the one thing that I like best about you is, you know, that, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people that work jobs and they don't realize how cool it is. Like it's a hard job, but they don't realize how cool it is or even respect it until it's gone. And I, and I would say that, you know, the majority of our crew gets that what we're doing is cool. Like what we get to do. I mean, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I We're mean, so I would, lucky. Yeah. I We're mean, so lucky. I mean, everybody's good at what they do at this, at this level of the game, but at the end, but we're still lucky just to be there, to be able to do what we do. And everybody has a different job. And I, I just, man, I say it all the time. It's the best gig in the outdoor world. I'm, I've done a lot of things, been all over the world. And this is my favorite thing that I've ever done is to cover Bassmaster Elites. It's so cool. Yeah. And it, it's, a, it's a, a great team. You know what I mean? Like I always say that like people will, but like you get, because I have a public part of it, you know what I mean? Because I'm the idiot that moves the hole that makes the words <laughs> <laughs> that I get. You know what I mean? But I also feel like our team is a 100% team. Oh, a crazy story about, um, I'll finish with this too, because it just explains our team. Um, I was shooting what I would refer to as a nothing segment. Um, I was doing a segment for sure. We didn't really have anything to talk about because me and Davey had just finished an hour and a half of live. So every thought that we had had already been puked out. And then like five minutes later, I got to do a reporter hit. And I'm shooting that with Ashley. And um, so the, the the reporter hit and I'm just standing at the end of the point there. And I'm, I'm talking about the tournament and everything. And we got talking about everything that Scott Martin balances. And it, it it's nuts. Like what goes on, you know, the amount of people around him. It's like an event within an event. So while I'm standing there, all of these birds come in like they like during the segment, this wasn't planned. Like and there's like this bird battle going on. And because I have ADD, I just started saying it. And I'm like, I, I am being attacked right now by these birds. And then somehow one of them had this giant tuft of hair. It was some kind of herring of Florida, some kind. And it had this giant tuft of hair and it was the boss and all these other birds were around him. So it became the, perfect analogy for what Scott Martin's mornings are like. So I kind of used that explaining. And then, you know, Scott Martin ended up the one with the chicken finger at the very end of the whole segment. But after it was done, I was like, wow, how crazy is it that that all happened live? And Ashley's like, great job. You know, you've nailed it. And I'm like, no, no, no. I said, because without you panning over to that, I'm just an idiot talking about something that nobody can see. And we really are a great team in the way that, you know, though all that happens, stuff like that happens over and over again. And I'm proud to be part of, of the Bass team. So uh, same here. Bass yeah. Master Elite. There you go. Well, <laughs> I'll see you at the classic. All right, buddy. Let's do a professional sign up. This has been Jake's take or something. I don't know. I got nothing. You, you're better at that than I am. I'll let you do it. <laughs> I'll see you at the Bass Master Classic. All right, Dave. Thank you, buddy. And what we've learned from the very first episode of, um, or I guess it's a segment, not an episode. The very first segment of Jake's take is um, 
wait, me and Jake don't do good with time limits. We talked beforehand and we're like, let's make this 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and it was um, longer than that. But really good info, really great stories. As always, Jake's take. That was fun. Now on to the next segment, which is going to be a little awkward because I'm going to open it up with an open public apology. Not awkward at all because I'm never awkward around this guy. He's one of the coolest dudes ever, really, honestly. He's a former Forestwood Cup champion. Seven FLW Tour wins, two Bassmaster wins. He is days away from going to the Bassmaster Classic on Lake Hartwell. And listen to me sound it out, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to welcome to the show, John Cox. I, I wrote it on a blackboard over and over again, so I remember it next time. And here he is. John Cox, I'm going to deal with the elephant in the room. At what point did you realize I called you John Cruz? Um, <laughs> like, did you I, hear uh, it? As soon as it came out of my mouth, were you aware? Or were you just like all in the well, way and in 3115? No, I was super pumped and excited. And, and uh, I, it didn't hit me the first time. Second time, I was like, oh, my gosh, he just called me John Cruz. And then I was like, oh, I did it twice. Huh? I did it I twice. Did, I think you did three times. And then oh my the third God. Time, I'm like, oh, my gosh, Dave doesn't even know who I am. Like, no, but it, it, it was okay, man. It was. It was exciting. I mean, who, I mean, the fishing was like, I mean, I, I caught 30-something pounds, man. It was just, it was one of those, it was crazy, you know? You know the worst part? I, I had no idea that I called you that. I've told you this. And, um, <laughs> and then I wrote some of what I thought was a really nice social media post that night about how I don't ever, and I had no idea you had an 11 pounder this week. And right. I had no idea you had, I knew you had a big bag. I right. thought you had, you know, last time I checked, it was 26 pounds. So I had no idea you had 31.15. But I wrote this social media post about how I don't look ahead and I try to be in the moment. And it's, so it's real excitement. I, I think in retrospect, that's probably not a good approach. Maybe I should be more <laughs> focused on my job. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think that's great. I mean, that's what I love about you, how you don't know, you know, when we come up there, you, you know, you're just like, oh, my, you know, and that's, you know, yeah. that's, the, that's the great part about the way. But I got one job to just get your, I mean, your name's on the back of your shirt as a one commenter. <laughs> let me know. I should not get it wrong. Um, I do apologize for Steve Harvey and your name. Um, oh, no, it's, it's totally fine, man. I, it was uh yeah, it's gonna happen. It was confusing though. To, I mean, in your defense, I mean, you got John Cruz leading. Here I come in. You know, another John that starts yeah, with a I C. Right up. Yeah, you look at the leaderboard. It's John Cruz and John Cox. I mean, it was just there was a lot going on at that moment. You know, it really was. It really, <laughs> it really was too much <laughs> for my brain to handle. Clearly, <laughs> I I didn't. And actually, when I first heard about it, it was on social media after I made that little post about how I like to be in the moment. Somebody was like, "You should be embarrassed of what you did," and I was like, my initial reaction was like. What an idiot. I did not do it wrong. What's I've done this job for over a decade. So I watched the video and I'm like, what's this guy talk? Oh my God. I did call him Cruz. And, and it, so I do apologize and I will always feel bad about that. But I don't think I'll screw it up again. I mean, if anything, I mean, I, I try not to. 
Yeah, um, no, it's all good. Did you did a lot of people mention it to you? Because I had a lot of people mention yeah, it well, to so, me. Yeah, so like my son, he thought he was like, yeah, John cruises into second place. You know, he doesn't even know he doesn't know any of the guys fishing. You know, he didn't know that that was the guy leading. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so he was like, he thought that was like your thing. You know, like just like he cruises up into second. So yeah, no. no but I will say on Sunday, and I wouldn't have been this evil. But I, I almost did say that that Cruz blocks cocks. <laughs> uh, but I did because I'm professional. Oh, you should have. Uh, oh man. How do you think, other than me screwing up your name, which once again I do publicly apologize. I got one freaking job. It's to say the name right. I should not have done that. I I I. I do really feel bad about it. Um, but how do you feel Florida went for you? The what? The, the, the two swing, the two events in Florida. How do you, how do you oh, feel? Dude, I mean, you're sitting in second for Angler of the Year. But weirdly, there's a part of me that feels like you're happy with how the points worked out. But you also will be like, it could have been so good. Yeah, I know. You know, I. Uh... You disappeared again. Where'd you go? Hold on. Did I insult you with my question already? No, where? How come I can't go back? Can you (laughs) hear me? Oh, my gosh. What did I do? Oh. Oh, here. You're back. back. I'm back. back. You're back. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Both sorry at each other. I I wanted to win so bad when we were there. Like, I mean, I I did. I mean, never won in Florida. You know, I've been close a few times, but usually – you know, I'm looking at that 30, 40 place, you know, sometimes all the way back to the pack in Florida. Um, so, you know, at, at the end of it all, uh, you know, I had to look at the positive. Hey, we made two top tens, which is nuts yeah. in Florida, you know, because that's one of our struggle tournaments normally. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, you know, sucks we didn't win, but, you know, we came out with, you know, I think we walked away with like 50 grand in two weeks. And, yeah. Good stretch. Good stretch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good stretch. It went good. You were shocked. <laughs> Let's talk about the first one because when mm-hmm. I talked to you after that, you were really – I don't know if I've seen you that excited to go out. Uh, you know what I mean? When you went in – sure, you went in 31-15, but you really felt like the next day you were going to – you could have done that again. Yeah, I mean, I you never – I've never been uh, gone into the final day and being like, oh, my gosh, I got like – you know, I got this 10 pounder that I might be able to catch. I got this eight or nine pounder. I saw that's getting ready. You know, I got the seven and the six, like have all these fish. Like you never have that going into the final day, you know? Yeah. So I, I like, I couldn't sleep. I mean, I, I was like, I was on next level. Like I could not I mess mean, up the ramp two hours early. Like I, I was ready to go, you know, what happened? Have you figured it out or <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. And it's like, it's been, it was probably, it is by far my worst loss I've ever experienced. You know, like it was like, uh, it really beat me down. Like, it, you know, you know, having that much opportunity on the final day and everything setting up just perfect and like weather, everything was, was falling into place, I guess you'd say. And, uh, man, I just, you know, sometimes John Cruz is supposed to win that tournament. I mean, look at, look at, who, Evidently. Look at Bob Downey. Look at Bob Downey. He went oh, yeah. one fish one of the days, you know, 
and, he, yeah. and he's all like, I mean, he had something special going, you know, and it was just, it was, it was John Cruz's tournament to win. I mean, it, without a doubt. Evidently, subconsciously, I felt that way myself. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. That was I mean, that right there, you know, that's true. <laughs> no, I think you had an incredible floor to swing, but I also look at what you had and man, the highs were so high in both events. I mean, to, to bring in 11, the net, you know, the next tournament, yeah. like the, it was like you had this incredible floor to swing. You're in second for angler of the year. It's great. Nothing but positive, but it was like there were so many highs, but there was a few lows that came with both those events. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't your tournament that you would win. I, I, you know, it was just that, you know, I mean, gosh, we weighed, we weighed nine pounds on the St. John's the first day, you know, lost like a seven the first day, lost one, you know, almost 10 the first day. I mean, it was big, you know, big time struggle. And uh, same thing at Harris Chain. We, we really struggled there. But uh, I think kind of going with the way I fish, like I was trying to, you know, I, I was going after 11 pound or 10 pounds, you know, yeah. we were in search of those big fish and uh, some days you don't run into them, you know, you don't, you don't get anywhere near any of them. And those are those days you do really bad, you know, and uh, I was, I was just happy on those days to catch a limit, to be honest with you. <laughs> happy is the word I would use to explain you though. It, it, um, it feels like to me that, when I watch you compete, you don't seem to spend a lot of time worried about the moon phases and other bull crap. You, you really are happy just fishing. You, you like it. Is that, is that really what's going through your mind when you're competing? Are you as free as it seems like when somebody's watching? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, you know, I think it's, you know, it's like my 10th, 10th, 11th, 12th year somewhere, you know, doing this, you know, full time and, and, uh, man, I love it. Like, you know, I've worked some rough jobs, you know, I've done uh, paving, you know, I've done a lot of painting with Keith, like, uh, you know, I know how it is to get up in the morning and go, you know, do these awful jobs and, uh, man, get to go fishing. I mean, I love it. I mean, I, we, I had off yesterday and I went fishing, yeah. you know, uh, I had off today and I went fishing and, uh, I don't know if I'll go tomorrow, but we start practice in two days for the Bassmaster classic. So, I mean, it, yeah. Um, you know, I just, I stay out there, you know, I really love it. You know, you don't know when, when's your, when's going to be your last day to go, you know I mean? It's like, you know, so. It's a good way to think of things. Like it really is. Like you see so, cause I really think, you know, I, I wouldn't say that only people that are happy catch them, but very few people that are miserable seem to catch them all the time. <laughs> like if you really, I mean, I don't think that, you know, when people are like, I'm miserable because I don't catch them, but no, you're not. There's people that yeah. let that weight, get on their shoulders mm -hmm. and you definitely don't seem like that kind of person is just simply because you've worked real jobs and you're like screw real <laughs> yes, work. I, I know how bad it could be, you know, I, yeah. I know, you know, and to be able to do this and uh, I mean, I mean, I love it. I mean, this is something I've watched as a kid, you know, just like everybody else, you know, watched as a kid growing up and that's like your dream. And then, you know, it is, I feel like I'm in a dream a lot of times, you know, especially uh, when you get up there and you're announcing and yelling, like, you know what, you know, what gets me the most is when we do our top 10 uh -huh. and we're standing there and I don't know if people probably don't know behind the scenes or whatever, but you're right there in our face and you're giving out our stats right before you call us on for top 10, man, I'm telling you that like, that, that was like reality hit me like, Oh my gosh, like we're, we're here. Like we're doing like, this is like, it was really cool. It was a, uh, it was, that was kind of some of the excitement for the, you know, those last two tournaments for sure. 
that's one of my favorite parts of the job and nobody sees it, but it like, that's yeah. what I kind of like about it. They've a few times said, Oh, we'll put a camera back there. So people, and I'm like, don't do it. Like I like that. Yeah. Only we see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I do like that. I, it, I mean, I didn't always have such big balls. <laughs> you know, I never used to get right in everybody's face, but it's growing oh, yeah. over time. But it's like, in my opinion, you guys have the, I know it's way better than a regular job, but what I also think is it doesn't come with a lot of the things that competing in sports does. I mean, you go out there by yourself, you're alone a lot. You know what I mean? You, you, you're alone, ridiculous time on the water and on the road. And I just feel like it's an opportunity to, I don't know, build you guys. Like, I don't, I, it's just a cool, like to me, it's, it's, I mean, if I can help somebody like you get excited, um, I don't know. It's just a weird thing, but I, I think it's cool that nobody sees it. I think it's cool that like, yeah, it it's, is. it's just, uh, it's funny how people react to it. People are totally different. Some people like it. Some people like put their head down during it. Yeah. Some yeah. Well, that's cause they're like, bring it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what was, so, it was so cool. Cause even, uh, cause so Scott Martin was right in front of me, you know, and I'm yeah. like right behind him. Me and Scott's fish against each other forever. And like, for you, like, that's something like I feel like I'm like, oh, he's not gonna know Scott's thing. He's gonna have a little paper in there. Like you you memorize all this stuff. And man, it just it just blows my mind. Like, you know, and you just kill it and one after another. And I was like, oh man, so it was uh that was that was definitely my that was my highlight. They made me want to make more top tens, that's for sure. Well, good. I hope <laughs> I hope I'm I hope I'm yelling in your face a lot of times because I I I gotta get used to saying that name of yours. It's tricky. Yeah. I mean, I had yeah. the first yeah. part and the beginning of your name. Perfect. Yeah. It, it was just after that that it went bad. Right. Um, what's this that you said you're getting, you know, classic prefish starts in a couple days. What is the week before the classic like for you? Well, normally uh, I'm coming from somewhere else. So there's yeah. usually no practice. I'm getting there on Wednesday, you know, I'm telling everybody I'm sorry. I'm a little late. You know, I'm trying to get there. And, uh, man, this week I'm, I'm getting three days prior before it. Um, man, I, I'm excited. I'm going to really enjoy the week and, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe we'll find some fish. Maybe we'll get some kind of like something going and like actually know what to rig up. And, uh, so I'm excited about it. <laughs> How do you fish the biggest event in fishing? Like I remember looking at you last year and I told you this, like when I left the classic takeoff practice, which, which is the day that you guys go out with media or whatever, um, so most guys are just kind of fine tuning or, you know, d- checking things out that day. You started pre-fish that day. And I remember driving over the bridge as I looked and I'm like, that dude is lit. That's his first cast that he made <laughs> to, like to, to figure out the Bassmaster classic. How are you able to do that? And do you, do you ever leave that? Like, for example, last year after, you know, one day pre-fish when it was all over, did you ever be like, man, I'm, should have put more time into it or is your mind just like, well, I'm going here next to fish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I, I did, you know, I found a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, that first day, you know, so I was like, man, that was enough time for practice, but you know, it just didn't, uh, execute. I don't know if I was exhausted or what, like it just, you know, it almost goes back to that. Like sometimes it's other people's time and you can be on, you know, that's, what's crazy. You can be on the exact same spot, making the same cast on the same bait. And someone else is, is just catching them sometimes, you know, and I've been on either end of that, you know, so it's just, uh, you know, it's crazy, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm definitely all about uh, getting some practice in for this next one. <laughs> you do you ever think that you make try to make things more difficult on yourself? Like I know you love to fish and everything, but when I also look at you, I'm like, look what this dude's accomplished, and he doesn't put in. He puts in ten times the amount of work in one department, but he doesn't get to spend the time. Or do you think that's part of why you're successful because you're constantly fishing different places? Well, so that's what I think that's what uh, helps me, you know, and I think it's different for everybody. You know, I know some of the other guys, they want to spend a lot of time on that body of water trying to learn it. Uh, For me, it helps me in my decision making uh, when I don't really have any options. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like, ah, we're here. This looks good. I'm going to go over there, you know, and like and not like being a person to fish off the bank or having to do any idling. Uh, you know, all my stuff's by sight. So I just, you know, I get in the boat, uh, like, you know, like I did in the John boat days, you know, when I was like 12 years old and I just run down the bank and just look and be like, that looks fishy. I'm going to stop fishing or that looks good. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I love it. it. There's no feeling going into the tournament, having no idea where you're going to go. No, I, what, what I know, not have a clue what you're going to throw yet and pull up on the first spot and start catching them. There's no, the feeling is just, it is, there's like nothing else. Like it's unbelievable. And then even come in and lead on a tournament like that, where you're like, I just got here like an hour ago and then like (laughs) come out leading the tournament. It's just like, I'm telling you, it feels, it's awesome feeling. But see, I look at that and I'm like, well, if he led with one day, could you imagine what he'd do with two? Like, (laughs) but that's not how you work. No, like I think when I get to, I I take so much in and then, and then I'm just all over the place. You know, I have a really hard time, you know, focusing, but when I have nothing to really focus on, uh, I seem to do a lot better, but you know, that's, that's me though. It's like, it's different for everybody uh, without a doubt. Yeah, no. And I think nobody would argue that it works for you. I I just look (laughs) at it. It's so different than what so many others do. Um, but that's what makes it exciting to see, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's incredible the amount of events that you fish throughout a year. And, but here's one thing that puzzles me because we've had this discussion before. I don't understand. Like you look at things in like tens of thousands. Like, for example, like when I've said to you, like, what, what are you doing this next month? You're like, well, I'm fishing four events that all pay $10,000 for if you cash a check. So that's, yeah my opportunity to make 40 grand over the next month. But from the outside, I'd look at John Cox and I'd be like, you should be looking at winning a hundred thousand dollars each of those. But is it just a more realistic working man's approach that keeps you even? You know, I, yeah. I mean, I, I just noticed uh, the couple times I've won. It's uh, I mean, gosh, I mean, I, I look at it and I'm like, I don't even know if I, uh, you know, just, it lines up like stuff it happens. happens. Yeah, it's just weird. It's weird what happens. And uh, so, yeah, so like I look at it as you can't you can't make a win happen. You can't. It don't matter. I mean, you look at Florida events like I've tried. I've spent my entire life here and I, and I can't win in Florida yet, you know, and, and I think it's because like I'm, I feel more expected of myself like, oh, you know, you should be able to win here. Um, so like more the, the more controlled thing is to go and make that ten thousand dollars. And, you know, and, and if, it, if Florida like what happens in Florida when we come out with some extra you know, money and, you know, great, you know, and, uh, you know, and that's the thing, thing I, I want to keep doing this as long as I can. And the only way to do it is making them $10,000 checks. So that's, that's the, 
you know, the main goal going to them, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, and Hey, just so you know, I mean, I'm just at, trying to get in your head and see how you think of things because yeah. you do understand that you probably think of things different than the majority of competitors you compete against. Do you think that? Yeah. I, 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 I do get some weird looks from guys. I mean, I remember uh, when I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to, uh, you know, my boat's trash. Uh, I'm going to go get a new jumbo and I'm going to fish these tournaments out of a jumbo. Everybody's like, you have lost your mind. Yeah. I'm like, man, think of the gas I'm going to save. I'll just fish by the boat ramp. Like this will be great. You know? And, uh, everybody thought I was nuts and, uh, but it's going, it's going, I mean, I, I love it. You know, I, I think it's incredible to watch. And I also think like, I love the way like half our field last year was paralyzed by the fact that they don't have forward facing sonar. And, and I remember you had it for like several weeks in the backseat of your car and you just didn't even get a chance <laughs> to install it. And meanwhile, yeah. other competitors would, would have rented it if they could have. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was fighting myself the entire season because I was like, do I put it on? And I was like, ooh, you know what? I'm going to give it a day of practice or I'm going to go fish today. See, you know, see. And I just kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, uh, you know, and made it through the whole season and never put it on. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just not me. Like I know something like that could really hurt me. You know, I could over, I mean, I, I mean, let's, I'll be honest with you. Like I had, I put a transducer on at the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, I ripped it off, I think three days into the Texas tournament the other day or whatever it was, or when we were at St. John's, whatever, but like that thing, it was, it was sucking me in. You know, I wanted to, I'm like, Oh, look, I, I know how deep it is out here now. I'm like, it just like, uh, it yeah. just throws, it got me out of routine, you know? So yeah, no, that makes sense. And that's uh, what you hear from everybody. The number one thing about that is is knowing when not to use it. And if you don't ever use it, it's never going to be. A, will you use it when we go like north? Uh, I don't I, I keep that was a, a big fight in my head, uh, especially like St. Lawrence. When we went there, Champlain, uh, you know, and I was like, oh, I need to put it on here. But, you know, this is what I'm going to get whooped. And then, you know, went to St. Lawrence and like led the first day without it. So I was like, <laughs> I think I'm going to go without it, you know, and that's, I don't know. I mean, it, it's definitely, uh, it definitely really works. And, and, and like guys are getting so good. Like, uh, you know, Keith, he does so well with it because he, he likes playing golf and he like met, he like sees them on there. He's like, Oh, it's just 30 foot. This, and he like flings it right on him, catches them. It's like, great. But like, I just, that's just too much stuff going on for me. You know? No, I, <laughs> I understand it. And, and, you shouldn't change anything that, you know, the way you feel, but I think it's amazing how you you've got all these other competitors that are literally that never even had used it at that point. Right. But they were still like letting it get in their head that like, yeah. this is why I'm not competing. And, and you literally just chose not to even let it get in your head, which is, <laughs> yeah. it's phenomenal. Well, yeah. I mean, that's how we are though, as anglers, we want, the next best lure, the next best technology, you know, whatever you can get that, that edge over people. And, uh, it is, it is really hard. And, uh, you know, I, I totally understand how some of those guys felt like, you know, you know, thinking, you know, I gotta have this thing. So. Would you wish there was no graphs in it? Like if you had your way and you, if you could create like genie in a bottle, like would it, I feel like after the last few minutes of talking that you would want no graphs and you would want no prefish. True. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I would still like to practice like at least a day. One but, day. I mean, we could, we could do we could do no grass, but I don't know. But like, I I've learned a lot um, recently. Like, I'll actually sit. I'll do a lot of waypoints, uh, stuff I visually see. 
like either it's a lay down rock, whatever, and I'll list it, label it, give it a different icon. Uh, and it really helps me running down the lake, remember, remember some of these stretches um, that I trolled, visually saw stuff. Yeah. Uh, even if I didn't get bites on it, you know, like I knew like this is the right stuff that's going to come into play sometime over the four days. Um, and I'm, I'm able to market and label it. And that's helped me tremendously. Like, cause a lot of times it's hard to remember all that, you know, you see so much and I mean, it's kind of hard to remember what lake you're on. Sometimes I get confused sometimes when I get no. out there, how much practice. <laughs> that was literally my next question. Do you ever try to go to a spot that you were using last, you know, a tournament previous, then be like, I, wait a second. We're not even in that state anymore. Yeah. I ran Pickwick. I was exhausted. I came straight from Smith to our Pickwick event. And I ran 52 miles to a spot that was on Chickamauga. <laughs> and when I got down there, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. This is not good. Yeah, so did you try just, fish it or turn around and go somewhere I did, else? I tried to fish it. I weighed one fish that day, you know. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was a really, really bad feeling in my stomach when I got down there. <laughs> <laughs> you... You did something this past year that that is very rarely done. You qualified for the Bassmaster Classic minus one event. Do, do you? I mean, that's the situation again this year, correct? You're going to try to do that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully I'll make them all. You never know with some, you know, if I make a championship or not. I don't know, but that was unbelievable, and you know, that's part of that that we were talking about winning where like things kind of have to line up things. I mean, it is crazy that I made it in, you know? Yeah. And now I'm getting to practice. Like, you know, everything's kind of, so you just don't know, you know? So, uh, but yeah, it is nuts. I, I honestly, I was so mad that week that I was like, I'm not going to make it. Like I'm going to miss it. I, I love going to Hartwell. You know, I'm going to be at the show. I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to be like, I'm not going to be able to smile, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and then when, when Takahito won, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going like, that was, Oh man, that was, that was, that was awesome. Yeah, no. And it's going to be a fun tournament. I mean, uh, and I want you in every single one of them, like, you know, you're, you're one of the guys that everybody, I mean, literally there's a handful of people that, doesn't matter where that tournament is, you get thrown into the mix when it comes to people picking. Like for fantasy fishing, you'll be a popular pick because you've already proved to be a performer in big level events. Do you feel that, or is that something that just uh, fantasy fishing prognosticators say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that must be just the fantasy fishing thing. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, uh, you know, I feel like there's a shot every tournament. I mean, every guy's got to have like they feel like they have some kind of shot. You know. Uh, whether it's going to happen or not. I mean, it, honestly, what it surprised me if Hank wins the third one in a row. I mean, you, don't, you know, you just don't know, you know. And uh, But, you know, uh, gosh, you just you just don't know, you know. And I and I, I don't know. I, I don't – I feel like I'm going to win every time I go to a tournament, but you just don't know. You know what it is? When you it, – it's weird because, like, I've kind of – the last couple of times I've kind of felt it. Like, I either, like, uh, one at, the one at um, – I was in Texas at uh, Rayburn and like I throw on a crankbait, never throw a crankbait. I'm catching these fish. I'm like, this is a blast. Like this is crazy. And I catch like a, a six pounder in the back, you know, and I get them in and I'm like, Oh, Oh, so that's how, you know, and that's kind of how I felt with the 11 pounder. I catch the 11. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like that's like, you know, 11 pounds. I mean, that's just, it's crazy. I don't think it was as long as my leg. 
It really and, uh, was. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you just don't know, you know, you don't, you don't know. And you just, uh, you know, hope for the best. But fantasy fishing is a blast. I wish I could, like, I'm always like, I'm, I'm like, I see the guys and I'm like, oh, he's going to do good this week. Or like, I see, or like, oh, I saw that guy. He's going to do good this week. And I kind of know, like, so I would love to play it one day, but you know, we're not allowed to. <laughs> Are you really not allowed to play? I don't know. Are we I'm assuming, I guess we you can. I don't know. I'm going to sign up then. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do you ever get anybody come up to you and tell them, tell you that they ruined you? Like I hear that week after oh. week, somebody walks up to a pro after the pro has lost how probably ten thousand yeah. dollars that week, whether they've invested in entry fees and accommodations, then yeah. somebody will walk up and be like, "Yeah, you know what? You ruined my fantasy fishing this yeah. week." <laughs> yeah, man. You just I, so the one that I got the worst hate uh, was when I had to leave. Uh, I had to leave early. I made the cut. Left early, went and went to fish another one, you know, to try to make the man, those guys, they lost it. Like they were like, I got so much hate on Instagram. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, guys. And they're like, let me know next time. You're, oh, yeah, you're in advance. or whatever. Yeah. And if you had to put a post out on Wednesday, hey guys, just so you know, when I make the cut, I'm gonna leave. They'd have been <laughs> yeah. like, What an arrogant jacket. So they don't yeah. even mean it, like tell me in advance. Yeah, that would have looked so awful. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's they, them guys. They're serious about it, man. So, but it's it looks like a lot of fun. What makes fishing the best sport in the world, in your opinion? If it is your opinion, yeah, I mean it. It is. Uh, I mean, I I love it. Like I'm so ate up with it. I and and I just, gosh, I mean, it's even. Like, I'm not gonna lie. So we that last tournament. You know, I went, I was going to like a 12 pounder the first day. I didn't get to it. Uh, one of the other, one of our other guys got on it. And I was like, you know, I, I got right up next to him and I was just like, Hey, I was like, we're going to watch him catch this thing. You know, like we're like, we're not going to go anywhere for a minute because we, I like, I want him to see, you know, I just like seeing fish. Who, call, who you know? was it? Will you tell me? Who uh, it was? It, it was uh, KJ Queen, but he, he ended up not catching it, but. Oh, that yeah. little dude. I mean, he a 12 pounder dude. That'd be bigger than his I, leg. I, I thought he was going to catch. He was set up perfect. I'm like, oh gosh. I was like, we're getting ready to watch something epic right now. And, uh, yeah, I wish kind of wish he would have caught it. We would have seen it, got it on camera. And then, you know, I wouldn't have chased it all week, you know, trying to, yeah. trying to find out where she was going to go next. But what yeah. what's it like to compete against guys like KJ queen? I, Cause I think KJ queen is, is really cool. Dude, I really like him. I mean, but he is like living out of the back of the queen machine. And uh, right. that's every, every, it's everything to him. Uh, but I right. feel like it's everything to you, although. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been there. I mean, that, I, I mean, I, we, me, you know, me and Keith, we, we'd be at Walmart sometime, have no place to stay. And I'd be like, dude, all right, we got, you know, two hours before like midnight. We need to meet somebody so we can stay at their house and have somewhere to stay. You know, we were like, we didn't really sleep in the car or van or much, but man, we like, we travel the country and try to meet people and stay at their place, sleep on their couch. Some of my best friends, you know, I met them at boat ramps, you know, it's just, it's, uh, it's crazy. And that's how, you know, we're all like this giant family of fishermen, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just cool. You know, it's just like how people always crash at my place and stuff, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, that's what we do. <laughs> You're all chasing the same dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. It, um, Who's the weirdest person you ever met just to stay at a place? You oh, must have hung out with some weirdos. Oh yeah, there's been some where we went, we this lady told us we could uh we could set up 
uh, camp on our property, you know, and we uh-huh. got out there and I'm like, dude, we're, we're going to get murdered out here. Like we're not. So we like, we turned around and we were like, Oh, you know, we called our buddy. He's got a place for us. Uh, that was probably the, that was probably one of the worst ones, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, I remember those days I mean, you're just, you're, you're just chasing the dream and, and, you know, hoping it works out and, uh, you know, and you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna accept it not working out. So you're going to go, you're putting everything in. And, you know. Is that the most important thing? Cause I, th- I, I do believe that. Like, I think that mm-hmm. the, everybody I know that makes a living from fishing, it wasn't really an, you know, it wasn't like they were like, here's my master plan. They just, there was no, like in their head, it was a nightmare not to fish for a living. It's not a dream. Right. It's a nightmare to do anything yeah. else. Right. Is, it, is that how you feel? Oh yeah. I mean, it, well, it's hard. Like, for me, especially now with all the live, like, like that's why I fish so many tournaments too, is like, I can't sit home and watch the live and be like, Oh my gosh. Like if I, that one year I didn't fish the elites. And I mean, it was like epic year, you know? I mean, it just seemed like every tournament, every yeah. the big stringers, everybody's killing them. Like it made me sick to my stomach, not being at some of those tournaments, you know? So. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's amazing to watch how you're, how your passion is like, dude, you're, you are definitely delightful to work with. Like, I'll be honest, like everybody, (laughs) it, 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 no, you really are like it's, and it's not working, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Like you're the, one of those guys that when you catch them, there's nobody bitching. It's just like, Oh, Cox is catching them again, but they're happy for you. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, you're definitely a big part of the brotherhood. Are you going to win the Bassmaster classic? Oh my gosh. There, there's a chance if we have a warming trend for your fantasy fishing people, which I think we are having a warming trend. I'm just saying, I think we are. I'm not sure, but I think it, we it, are. If you make the cut, will you fish all three days? Just, oh, yeah, just for there. fantasy I'll be, fishing. I'll be, I'll be there all three days for sure. <laughs> it, what, what's, what's the dream for you? I mean, if you live, if you keep making a living like you are, and things are good, and you know, but you never win a classic. Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it, it will, I don't know. I, I, I'll say uh, the nice me will be like, yeah, it's totally fine. But of course I want to win a classic. Yeah. I mean, I want to win AOI. You know, I, I want to win, you know, I, I want to win. I, I don't want to win one blue trophy. I want to, I want to win like a shell full of them. Win you know? them all. But yeah, but you know, reality is, I mean, people go their whole life and don't win something, you know, that win a classic. Uh, you know, look at Scott's dad when, you know, never all that, all the stuff he accomplished, never went into the classic, you know, and, um, you know, but I mean, I, I can't, I can't complain, man. I, I mean, I'm getting to go fishing every day, yeah. uh, you know, get to work with you guys and, and everybody. And it's just, uh, man, it is, it's dream come true. You know, honestly, I mean, it's, it's like everything I imagine, like, uh, that, you know, you just think would never happen. Like, you know, that 12 year old kid at the Jumbo Club, you know, and, and you know, my wife beater, uh, uh, I think I had a Lunker City wife beater shirt or something, you know, something like, you know, yeah. like, it's it's crazy that, like, you know, and here we are, like, you know, getting ready to go to the classic, you know, it's just unreal. Yeah. I, I saw a moment last year with you and Keith, um, and it was after the classic was over, but I just watched you guys, like, together walk across the floor, and you were backstage, and <laughs> And I remember thinking to myself, man, those are like just two buddies who like literally are like, what the, 
Yeah, this all worked out, man. Just like yeah. we had planned. Was I seeing that correctly? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting chills thinking about it. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, because we did so much work together too. Yeah, you know? it was like, you know, it was like, dude, we went, we went from painting apartments, you know, being like, dude, we made a hundred bucks today, like, you know, to here we are at the Bassmaster Classic together. You know, that just. You know, and he's doing great. He's catching them like crazy. I, I'm so happy for him, man. That just, you know, when he worked for UPS for those three years, he didn't fish much big tournaments. And I just, I was like, I was like heartbroken for him because I know how good he is, you know, and then he just, he did it. You know, he's doing it. So uh, super happy for him. He's definitely doing it. And so are you. Um, I'm not going to keep much more of your time because I know you got a lot of crap going on this week. And, and I'm going to let you. Hang out with your family a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we will go. Shi- oh, people want to know if we went Shiner fishing. A lot of people. We yeah. did not go. Oh, you we went. We didn't go. But when I went and got them the other morning, they're like, you and Dave going? And I'm like, I wish. But Dave left early. He, had a, he couldn't stay an extra day. He had to go home. Had to go see the family. Well, I, I mean, they, uh, <laughs> I, I felt around the situation. I'll be honest. I sent a text <laughs> to my wife and I was like, yeah, John wants me to stick around today and go shiner fishing. And and she and the response was like, I don't know if we can handle you being away another day. So I didn't push the issue at all. Yeah. But yeah. we will go shiner fishing one day. And yeah, um, we'll set next year you're gonna leave a day later. All right. Plan. Plan. Or we'll go on the off day. Well, if we have an off day, we'll go on the off day. Deal. Do you love shiner fishing? Oh, yeah. Like that's I mean, it's a blast. I mean, it's relaxing. You sit back. I mean, even if they don't, even if you don't catch them, you at least see them blow that shiner out of the water and stuff. It's, it's cool. It's awesome. (laughs) It's awesome. And you know, what's awesome when you can see somebody who I feel like, I feel like I know how you acted when you were 19 years old. You know what I mean? Because I really feel like (laughs) this is who you are, you know? And and I, I think that's cool. I think that's cool, like not to change, yeah. you know. I'm waiting to feel like uh, an adult, you know. I'm like waiting for this like day to wake up and be like, oh, you know, I'm this, you know, uh, old person, you know, a mature man or whatever. But man, I, I feel like I, I feel like I'm the same guy from high school, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah, nothing's really changed. <laughs> no, but I feel that that's the truth about life, you know. Like you live your whole yeah. life when you're a little kid, you look at your parents like they're adults. Yeah. And now that I have kids and I'm a parent that I'm yeah. sure at times they look at me like I'm an adult, but really I'm just yeah. an idiot acting like an adult in front of my yeah. kids because they say you should. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, John Cox, you are an incredible, incredible angler and I'm proud to call you a friend. And I wish you luck in the Bassmaster Classic. And if you win, I will really Really try not to Steve Harvey your name. And next time I do, like, kick me. It's cool. I mean, I'll take a kick in the shin and be like, hey, don't do that again. Um, I, I was in much shock. Like, I didn't know. I'm like, did you say that? I was like, I don't even know. But it's all good. It's just, a, it's the crappy part about my job, to be honest. Like, if I'm not on stage, I mean, if you watch any broadcast, people screw up all the time. Like, they, I mean, it. Tommy and Zona, who are the best to do it. Like, I think they could do t- Monday Night Football. If you listen to them, you'll hear them all the time say, like, now over to John Cox. I mean, Cruz. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll correct themselves. 
But if you do it on the stage and you don't even correct yourself, and I mean, I'm just trying to make an excuse. Okay. I'm sorry for yeah. sucking. I'll try harder. <laughs> Suck less in the future. And um, Steve Harvey's career exploded after it. So let's see yeah. what happens. <laughs> I will see you at the Bassmaster Classic. All right. See you, Dave. Thanks for having me on. See Thank you. Guys. you. That was a fun show. A bit long, but that was a fun, fun show, I think. Jake Lissanderson, and of course, John Cox for coming on here. And um, it was great. Fun podcast for me. I hope it was for you guys. And I'm not going to take any more of your time because we've been here for a long time. We set a record this time for the longest podcast that we've ever produced. And I hope you enjoyed it. Jake Latondras and John Cox. And I will leave you with this. As we all prepare for the greatest week in sport fishing, the Bassmaster Classic. Who you picking? Give us a name in comments. Who you picking to win the Bassmaster Classic this time around? I won't take any more of your time. That's it for me. Uncle Bob, take it away. Thanks for watching. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Because Bob Cobb of the Bassmaster told you to. You hear?